that don't say anything good, I'm starting. All right, go best. for it. This is the best. We're starting off with a bang. Um, so they're in the back. This guy, they had, so they had a guy loved golf. So they had a golf tournament. And so just so everybody knows, we're talking about the house in the, in the film. The, the guy who, I don't know, the Filipino nation owns it. Their main guy who was here that they love. So he loved golf. They had a golf tournament every year. Guess who won the tournament every year? Really? <laughs> Him. Oh, dude. So, so in the back, there's a there's a there's a there's a statue of him in the backyard, <laughs> and he's swinging a golf club. So the second day, I walk out the back and I'm waving, saying bye to Jimmy, the DP, and my my production designer. Second day, or no, it was our first day there, and and. and and you know one of the PAs is still there and 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 all of a sudden and I I don't know if I don't know if you guys know this but I'm definitely afraid of birds I have a bad, bad history with birds me and them there's a lot going on with us what are you a Hitchcock so hack <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> so so all of a sudden out of nowhere a pigeon flies directly into and hits the golf club on the statue <laughs> hits it not only does it fall it hits it it falls to the feet of the guy flops off the edge to the next ledge at, at the and then down flopped to the ground dead <laughs> <laughs> that's a great I omen was like this is not good <laughs> wait you're terrified of birds that's a real thing yeah oh big time yeah yeah all I, birds I, if they get close to me, yes. If they're in the sky, that's where they belong. But that's like, what good. about a sweet little hummingbird getting sipping on oh, some nectar? Hummingbirds, dude. Do you see how fast they would move? If they had it, they would take your eyes like that. I have a script idea called Hum that will. I'll. I'll oh you'll be God. in it. And you'll, your eyes will get poked right out. <laughs> no, because I, I always wear sunglasses because I'm Don't. fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> These are hummingbird protectors, baby. <laughs> hummingbird protectors. So did you have like a traumatic experience with a bird? Big time. Oh yeah. No, so when I was one like kid, carried you away? Don't judge. So me. you so <laughs> you and Tippy Hedron went to the coast. <laughs> don't judge me. So when I was a child, I was an only child and I grew up in the middle of the forest in the middle of the mountains in Montana. So I was way back on a dirt road. I didn't have a lot to do. I didn't know any better, but I used to throw rocks at birds' nests and stuff. Oh god. Jesus Christ. I was Christ. a little kid, man. Yeah. Sure. I, I know I know worse people that like would find snakes and throw them up in the air and stuff. And I, I, I that was not, I, I, I was not that guy. I killed a blue jay when I was 11. And we, we all learned. I also did walking home from the bus stop on this back dirt road. I found a, a bird one day with a broken wing that was like kind of, and that traumatized me too because I saw its little broken bones and I held it. And uh, that's the thing. So the traumatic experience though is that I was, and this is, I don't know if it's a memory or if it's a dream, if it really happened or not. I think it did, but it's clear as day in my head. So I'm throwing rocks at this particular nest. And I had a bit, I had a three-story house growing up. My dad built and I, and the front door is fucking heavy. So I remember throwing rock and then I just saw the mom come back and look at me. And I was like, I just knew that it was coming after me. So I just start running back towards my house i get to the door and i'm like oh no the door's heavy and i try to get to it and i turn around and the mom just boom flew right into my head and oh no nailed me and yeah 
So I think they know they they've got it out for me, but then also I'm just scared of their little bones crunching. I don't want when they come near me, I, I'm going to accidentally <laughs> hit one and crunch their poor little, little bones. I don't want to feel that. Now, let me ask you this. Do you, do you eat any kind type of fowl? Do you eat birds? <laughs> Duck? Dove? Dove? Pigeon? And a, you never had dove? Dove is great. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I'll eat them. I shouldn't, though. I, I shouldn't, you know, put that out Well, there. then you win. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, but dove are a pest, right? I know no. in, in South America, they hunt them. They hunt them in the American yeah. South. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, dove's great. But they're not a pest there. They just hunt them. Everything's a pest. <laughs> White-tailed deer are pests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't oh. let anyone tell you any different. God damn. There we go. It's funny. I, go. I can't believe you beat me to Hitchcock. <laughs> you, you brought up Bodega Bay. And it's funny because, you know, in the opening scene of Free Fall, I wanted to be like, oh, shit, you lifted from Hitchcock. <laughs> now, wait, was he a big influence in the film? I'm sorry for, like, taking this right into the movie, but... <laughs> No, it's all good. I was going to start with one, two, four, five, three. Oh, one, <laughs> one, two, four. F- Damn, you put. Okay, well, we agree on four. You just really like part two. Do you know what he's talking about, Clark? Scream? Yeah. <laughs> I know fucking dummy. What's your order again? One, two, four, five, three. That's stupid. I, I do one five four two three. I, I do five. I, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, was I fun. do I one. Like... I do one five four because that's all I've seen. Thank you. <laughs> hey, but that's not bad, you know. And yeah. part part of the reason why two and three are lower for me is they kind of fall into uh, just more rounding out a franchise trilogy, sure. where I think like one, four, and five they all are kind of like pivotal like bookmarks of a decade of horror and you don't like yeah. jada pinkett smith <coughs> no i really do. oh dude the opening in scream 2 is one of the my favorite scenes period yeah i love that shit yeah um two is just a lot of fun it's a good sequel oh it's great and yeah. you know three my problem with three is mostly just like dewey becomes such a cartoon character it's in there. goofy it's, it's yeah it's a, it's a little goofy I'm, I'm haunted by that like knife being thrown down at him and it hits him with the butt in the head. Do you, oh, oh, I know man. Clark hasn't even seen it. I haven't seen it for so long. I, that's one I need to rewatch. I, I actually need to rewatch all of them, to be honest. Now, you know, it's funny. Again, I feel bad. I'm bringing it right back to your movie. But with Scream 5, I was telling Clark, we were just watching it before talking to you. And I was like, you know, am I crazy or does Andrea, the lead in your movie, I'm like, I think she would do better in Scream 5 than the lead they had. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's great. Andrea is excellent. I like the girl in Scream 5, too. Great. They both. Here's the thing about her. Both of them. Great eyebrows. Oh, that is true. Great eyebrows. On fleek. They're they're striking like (laughs) brunettes. And the thing is, the one in Scream 5. Can you pull up her name, Oksana? I feel bad. I don't know it. But um, she felt very one note to me the whole movie. Uh, Yeah, I could say I could see that. I could see that. You know, you know who I think is the best is Jenna Ortega. She's a badass. She's great. She's got layers in my book. The the sister that at the beginning gets okay, yeah. stabbed and stuff. I think she's a she's gonna she's a badass. She's like in the level of Zendaya for me. Well it's almost like a problem though because her character outshines her older sister, which is like, yeah. And you know, the the directors, the ready or not dudes, uh, we we saw a um 
the first screening and they did a Q&A. And they were talking about how if that franchise got another heartbeat in it, they want to make another. Yeah. And I'm like, too bad your lead was like, I mean, yeah. I, I'm splitting hairs. I yeah, just, yeah. she was my least, like, I was not connecting with her. You, yeah. pre- you prefer the Babadook? Yeah. Oh, the Babadook commentary. <laughs> Dude, how nice. great was that? Dude. That was really good. Yeah. I mean, I feel was- like they're a little oh. late. The line of the whole thing, though, was when when Dewey says, "Are you sure you're not the color or the killer?" Because that cut deep. Yeah, <laughs> that was really good. I died. I died. Like I couldn't stop laughing. My theater went so aww. Oh, I was like, "Y'all, suck. dude, I wish we could have got dying. a movie where David Arquette was allowed to just play an alcoholic sheriff in like yeah. Woodsboro." Yeah, because be he, he could have carried it. He had a great look too. I'm like, Ooh. Sure, he did look good. Well, he he's dead now. I, uh, you know, they were gonna. They were, he's supposed to Spoilers. die in part one. Spoilers. Oh really? <laughs> we'll cut it. Don't. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not cutting shit. <laughs> All right. It's been out for three days. <laughs> That's all good. Yeah, but dude, so where did you find your lead actress? Like. I was really yeah. taken by her range in this movie. That's awesome. Yeah, she's she's great. Um, Andrea, um, so when we were casting, the uh, Sean Reddick, the executive producer at Get Out, was kind of helping us with that. And we got a, a few lists from some of the agencies. And she was on this big, long list. And I, and I went through and I was just doing my due diligence and watching everybody's clips and getting caught up with who they all were. And she was on Narcos season three or something, uh, Narcos Mexico. Um, and there were just a couple scenes and I was like, this girl's got weight. There's like a weight to what she's doing, you know, like, uh, and, and she was, the, those scenes were really good. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I picked her out. I said, I'm interested. I want, I'd like, if she's interested and likes a script, I'd love to talk with her. And she yeah. did. And we did. And, if she was interested in being naked for half the film and just being in a tub. <laughs> yeah, she was down. She was down. <laughs> yeah, the, the important thing is your movie and in the beginning, you're doing like that pretty girl ghost mystery thing where it's like a character learning everything with the audience. And it takes a lot of like not direct acting, but reacting. Sure. And she has such big eyes and it just... Yeah. You can kind of live through her, which in Scream 5, I did not feel. I felt like it was more of an aggressive, like they really wanted to hit the final girl thing where it's like, yeah, she's a tough druggie from Modesto, which for sure. What a weird, what a weird. I'm with you on that. Well, I mean, I will say in the defense of Scream 5, like you have a lot more characters and stuff going on. This you're with Sarah the whole time, which I mean, also is that's a that's a feat. That's a lot for her to 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 bite off and chew and, and she did great. She really, yeah, I, th- I think we do live through her and I do, I, her eyes are incredible. Like every every shot when, that's why there's like a, a few where she looks right into the camera. I was like, I want to keep coming back to these eyeballs and, and you know, looking right at us to feel, you know, like we're with her. Well, Adam, I, I want to start by saying, man, congratulations on doing it. Oh, like, thanks, I, know, I know this isn't your first film, but... We're such big fans of like found footage. And I mean, clearly you won an award at our first fest. Like we have faith in you. It's just, there's like a difference when you make a found footage film, it's almost like you're in a uh, avant-garde territory and there are no rules. 
But like when you go into like a studio film, now you're just kind of like up against everything else that's coming out. And I, I mean, we love you to death. So I was kind of nervous. I'm like, what's this going to look like? I mean, was it weird? <laughs> I know. Was it weird leading a film with not without 30 other half-dressed guys, you know, not, you know, not being able to kiss them on the mouth in between takes and, you know, go out yes. and, in your little tents and your little yurts and dig up for dinosaurs. Yeah, it was weird, man. It was, it was, it was not my, it's not what I'm used to, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm. I'm just surprised. I mean, how do you make a film called The Free Fall and there's no mention of Tom Petty whatsoever? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> that wasn't my title. Okay. Sarah Falls was my title. So that's I, way I, better. I, you gotta ask somebody else. <laughs> see, and now we see a man in the studio system. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we see <Locked>. it. <laughs> we we, we it. feel for we you, baby. We feel for we you. We see it. We see it. Now, but no, I mean, I think it's interesting. The it, it is it is a lot different like the, that freewheeling spirit of of found footage is is more in my blood i think but you said it when you said reacting because that's what when you're making the best when we we're making the triangle the best stuff was that there wasn't a lot of acting it was a lot of reacting and so this time it was you know obviously everything's much more deliberate so with with the actors it was a real learning experience to get really close with them and fuel them and fill them with everything they need for every moment so that they are reacting rather than acting because obviously that's going to always feel more natural. Now the film takes place entirely in the house. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, we go outside to the garden. Is it all the same location or interiors and exteriors are these different homes? It's all, it's all, all that one house, man. Yeah. And, and that's why I wanted it. I wanted a, kind of a house out of time. I wanted something big that wouldn't get boring, you know, and, and stuff. So, yeah. Now here's, here's the interesting thing. And I, I, you know, everything's starting to tie together. Now you say that this house, you know, is owned by the nation of the Philippines. And <laughs> one thing that we do know is that the proposed leader of QAnon is in the Philippines. So therefore your movie does a lot with gaslighting and not being able to trust people. So, you know, how do you think that the QAnon community is going to be able to grasp onto your film? Is that the, is that the whole goal here, Adam? New direction for you? I'm down with Q, bro. How does Q feel about birds? I wonder. I mean, I quail. Yeah. I know they killed that pigeon dead. (laughs) It's true. God. Yeah. So, you know, earlier I mentioned uh, Clark beating me to Hitchcock. Your film, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but you opened up with a uh, a trick that I've always thought, if I made a movie, I'm going to steal from Hitchcock, and I'm going to do what he did in Rear Window, which is you get kind of a insight on what's been going on in our character's mind with a camera pan over... Um, I mean, if you remember Jimmy Stewart, they do that kind of... It's heavy-handed if you're thinking, where it's all the photographs he's taken that literally ends with a tire coming at the camera. Yeah. And then, you know, they show him in the wheelchair. But with your character, we have like, she had been writing and eating an apple and it panned up. And I was just like, oh shit, are we going to get like, is Adam going to be Hitchcock hack here? Or, <laughs> but you know, uh, when I was watching it, your, your movie's got such a, it's such a genre blender. And I, I couldn't really put my finger on like your influences, but I, I'm guessing like Hitchcock, maybe Stephen King. Uh, I definitely, uh, the biggest one is Rosemary's Baby. Um, uh, that was huge. And I mean, if you watch a couple, Sean leaning in the doorway, there's a shot that I 
take right from Rosemary's Baby. It was one of my favorite images ever of him creepily just kind of leaning in the doorway. Um, and then her character, her, uh, Sarah in my film herself is very Rosemary. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the biggest one. Other than that, you know, I, I wanted it to feel like a throwback. And, and I think that Joseph Bashara's score also really calls back, you know, kind of a, a timeless kind of feeling of a horror movie. I, I, my word was elegant. I wanted some elegance to the to the blood um, in this. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I kept harkening back to, you know, late 60s, early 70s haunted house movies and stuff. That was the vibe I was going for. I also love the movie The Others. Um, I think oh, yeah. that's one of the best horror films, you know, ever. And, and I mean, that's kind of, I don't know, that one obviously has more of a time period, but it feels kind of timeless out of time. And that's what I was going for. Well, you nailed that because I kept thinking about it. I'm like, is a, is a phone going to appear? Yeah. Well, that's why the house is so important, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned Rosemary's Baby because I'm kind of a hack with Polanski, and I feel like I I shorthand a you know film summary a lot by being like, oh, it's the apartment trilogy. But I was thinking, I'm like, man, it didn't strike me as that. And I think you know part of the um, the deceit that Polanski's so good with is the house always kind of feels like a womb, like it's very comfortable for the characters. Yep. Where in your film, it didn't, and it, I kept thinking a House of the Devil. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. like, because it's not like we were really exploring. Like, there's so much of that house we never go into. And it always felt foreboding. Yeah. It, it felt like she was like a guest, like she was never a resident there. And man, I fucking hate that because, <laughs> man, I've been sick for like a week and I've just been in my room and I'm, I've been like going stir crazy. This is the first time I've seen him in a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no joke. And we, and our rooms are next to each other. I've never been closer yet so far away from you at the same time. And no, when I'm watching the free fall, <laughs> dude, it, uh, when I was watching the free fall, I kept thinking, God, if I woke up and I wasn't sure what had happened, this would be a fucking nightmare. Like, I would hate, I would never want to be in that situation. It kind of humbled me because I've been bitching. I'm like, I've been bitching a lot. And I'm like, oh, well, at least I'm not going through this. That's what I'm here for, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Adam, I got to tell you, man, I'm very proud. Like, this movie, awesome. it's polished. Like, it looks good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I was really wondering what, how you guys would feel because, I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're found footage dudes and, and we're used to that like freewheeling thing. And, and this is definitely a different ball game. And I think, I think it's still weird though. Right. It's still got that weirdness. Well, I'm not happy. I wish you were making more found footage. I, I'd hate to lose like any talented people. I, I am glad uh, you worked in uh, one of our favorite of your buddies though. Clark. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, man. Dude. Madeline and I. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Clark literally was like, "Can we make that a drop? Like, pull that audio clip." <laughs> With the whole, we were, we went to it last night, and the whole theater died laughing at that moment. It's, it's such a funny line. Oh, where, where did you screen? Uh, the Arena Cine Lounge in in LA. Oh, I have no idea. That's great. What's the, what's the theater crowd like out there? Are people coming out, or is it kind of hesitant? I mean, it's weird. No, I mean, I almost felt bad. I almost didn't want to even put it out there, but everybody, everybody was like, "You gotta go, we gotta go, we want to see it," and then you know, so we did. It really is like I don't know, random. Are, random. Is it? Like, uh, I mean, the, the theater was, was full capacity. Yeah. Oh, awesome! That's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, the but, I mean, for the most part, people are kind of being smart and staying in, and 
whatever. But I mean, this fucking Omicron thing, we're all going to get it. And hopefully yeah, this will be the I already end. Did. I already did. And yeah, it was it was literally like I got the Johnson and Johnson shot. And I was my man. <laughs> we all did. I got like <laughs> my man. <laughs> I had a headache for a day and like a body ache. When I got when I got Omicron, it was basically like two days of that. Yeah. I've, I've had flus that 10 times worse, but that's what I'm coming know. off of. I just got the flu and I'm like, everybody out here, literally everybody we shoot like Terrell's videos with. Oh, also Terrell. Uh, oh God, what did he say? I had, I wanted to make a mental note. He said he, he was like, he was so excited to watch your film. And then he said, oh, and he casted my first crush. The original, the original oh, crush. Yeah, he was like, yes. that's the original crush. And Terrell was, <laughs> Terrell was here with his boyfriend. And, and he was like, who's that? And he was like, Iceman. And he just looked at him. He's like, from the X-Men? <laughs> no, from Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah, Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, so Terrell also says hi. He also refers to you as the, the uh, founder of the Terrell fee. You're the one that like really named it. Yes. I'll, I'll take that. I'd take that for, for the end of time, man. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. No, I mean, uh, Terrell is amazing. What's up, Terrell? Terrell fees for life. I need to get I need to get another one soon. Um, and we also got to get you one with Sean Ashmore because Sean Ashmore is one of the coolest people I've ever met. He is so down to earth, so chill and way like way kind of deeper and weird than you'd think. Like he he's like us. Like he really likes to get in there and 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 uh, talk about the weird shit. Now, are you two like old friends? They get that vibe from you. No, but we, we, I mean, our first meeting was also during that time when we were casting. And I think he's the first one I met for that role. And when he, we talked for like two or three, I, I don't even know, forever. And it was like we'd known each other forever. And after he left, I was like, it's got to be him. Don't you get that vibe? Like they could ride around in a convertible and throw rocks at birds and stuff. That there's a found, there's a found footage movie right there. There's a found footage movie. You and Ashmore just fucking up foul, man. I like it. The bird boys. Yeah, oh. I mean, you do it. You do it. Flipping the bird. Flipping the bird boys. With yeah. Z. I don't know. I just like when you know you make your first studio film. Wait, actually, I have a I have a question. How come you didn't write something? Now, I'm sure that uh, is. So who's Kent Harper? Let's talk about that. Yeah, here, here's the story. So uh, Kent actually acted in and helped produce uh, an, a movie I made a long time ago. And I produced with Adam Pittman and David Blair, which you guys know from the triangle. Um, so Pittman had read a, I don't know, it was like a 60 page uh pilot episode that was written of this this idea and he he brought it he was like dude we should make this uh we should make this a film and we read it and i was like i am definitely making this a film and um so it started as like 60 page pilot and then myself david blair and nathaniel peterson um who's also in it and the dinner scene who we were talking about earlier <laughs> We took it and flushed it out to be a 90 page script. I mean, by the end of it, it we basically kind of rewrote the entire the entire thing. Um, but you know how things go. Credits don't always land. Sure. You know, certain ways. Once again. <laughs> Is that a bird I hear? Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm telling uh, you. They heard, they heard it. They heard him talking shit. 
talking shit. They yeah. talk shit. You need to get they some do. sunglasses, dude. You need some bird protection. Did I tell you my pitch. bird story about the triangle? Oh, no. no. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I mean, this is weirder. This is, I don't know. It's not like a bird flying and hitting me or dying and, you know, whatever. But so I was in, I was, I don't. Okay. So there were a lot. The triangle, if you guys see it, you guys have seen it. Yeah. People listening see it. It's, you know, we're out in the desert. There was, you know, there was some drinking and some you know other things going on out there um it, there's a part where you know there's mushroom tea and everything but i i'm 95 percent sure i was completely sober and i was but i was in a weird state obviously and i was standing by myself out by the bus and i heard this bird off in the distance and i swear to you i've said this a lot because as we know like that place is a place really out of time there's nothing out there where we shot that. That is like the place I always say where there's teepee circles from like literally when Native Americans lived there. Like, yeah. you know, like there, it's that type of place. There's no one out there. So things are odd anyway and just feel weird. Like nothing's moving. But this bird, I swear to you, sounded like a computer chip. Like it was like a computer. And I was just like, what? <laughs> the fuck is going on here because i don't trust them anyway i think they're all they're all <laughs> spies too you know they're drones 100 100 back to QAnon. Uh, no but there's a guy there's a guy really out there that like does like he he puts up I, people always send me bird shit when they find out like I'm oh scared god so i know all this stuff they send this you guy. bird shit that's horrible <laughs> there's a <laughs> i hear you laughing at sauna <laughs> um so uh what was i saying people send you bird oh, shit? No, this guy yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> this guy has, puts up a billboard or something it says like birds are evil or something like that look him up you'll, you'll he's he really did it <laughs> <laughs> he really went for it i'm kind of just having fun joking but this guy i think might be serious <laughs> how do you feel about big bird uh totally fine it's all good that's good no, it doesn't have those little bones. That's what I'm really scared <laughs> the of. Little bones, those right? Little bones that break. Same kind of with mice too. If they're around my, oh my god, oh, no. no. Yeah, yeah, I can't do mice either. No. Well, mice are better than rats. In what way? They're all plague carriers. <laughs> you've never, you've never heard of a a mouse king. Oh, okay. I get it's a rat mean. king. It's horrible. I. Adam, uh, here's here's a little uh, inside baseball for you. I'm terrified of mice and bugs, yeah. and Oksana murders them all. Oh, nice, yeah, we, Oksana. One day we got home from you gotta work. gotta do it. Dude, we had two mice in a garbage can. She killed them with a baseball bat. I need to have her over at the house. We, we got a rat running around. It's yeah. I've, I've never encountered a, a rat though in the wild. Only really? Yeah. Stores. I mean, this guy's so crazy. He eats batteries. Oh my god. And, and then he yeah eats all the grapefruit out of the tree. I don't. This guy's oh. must be on vitamin C, like crazy, running around and eats batteries. So he's energized. And you then, gotta get up and go. And then I got the poison stuff. And I put it, and he took that away. So he's and he's still alive. He took damn. Have you seen three of them? Have three you poison seen a, things of unknown origin because it seems like you have some hyper intelligent rat roaming your house. I think so. Oh, it could be Splinter. <laughs> God damn it! He's not opening a dojo in his backyard. I mean, maybe, <laughs> dude. Watch of unknown origin. I th Adam, I think you would dig that movie. It's uh, oh, what is it? It stars um, RoboCop. 
and it's oh. a it's a commentary on like Peter corporate Weir America. is the gentleman's name. Yeah, I know. I, Thank you very much. I should know that considering I, I wrote about it for a and book. RoboCop's the greatest movie ever made. Continue. Uh, uh, but my it, it's first R-rated movie, man. Was oh, it really? That's a hell of a yeah. first. Oh, that's good. Mine was Black Hawk <laughs> Down. What was what? Mine was Black Hawk Down. Oh, what? It must be a regional <laughs> thing. What? Are you what? <laughs> Yeah, no know. love for Ridley Scott. Okay. Black Hawk Down. All right. Now I'm going to bring this back to your movie. Is that even R-rated? Yeah. That's a gnarly scene where they cut open the dude's thigh. You don't remember that? It was tight. No, I don't. I remember Saving Private Ryan was very R-rated. That's hack. I know, but I, that's my gut instinct was so is Black Hawk Down. Did you ever play Call of Duty Frontline? The yeah. first Call of Duty game? Yeah. They completely ripped the opening scene in uh, Private Side. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, I've been drinking Bloody Marys this whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Guy. So, okay, I haven't seen you for a week. Did you give up smoking for vodka? No, I just added it. Oh, <laughs> That's the way to live. <laughs> now the birds are going to become digitized for you. Adam, Adam, I, Adam, I'm 35 years old, and I haven't started smoking until uh, this past six months ago. My God. We're I love off, it, dude. We're off the rails. Dude. I've been saying I've been trying to start for years, man. <laughs> dude, help him out. It's fun, dude. All right. Now, I, I'll be your Sherpa. I had a, a dorky question that I had to ask you. And uh, your film opens up with a pretty graphic, like, uh, m- murder. I'll say there's some gore in the beginning. And at first glance, I thought the knife that was being used was the Buck 120, which, you know, bringing it wow. back to Scream. Wow. But it looks very familiar, but it's different. And I'm just curious, like, you know, now that you're making, like, studio work, like, is that, like, a big conversation you had on the type of weapon? Uh, that's actually one of the only things. I mean, no, that he did. He gave me, like, three options. And uh, I wanted one that looked mo- more like more like a house knife. Kind okay. Of. Um, but not, you know, obviously I'm a details guy. So like I had a lot more conversations about a lot of other things, the knife. Yeah. I think I only had three options. I picked that one. I don't, I, yeah, that one I didn't get too crazy with, but. All right. Well, I got another one for you. When you, you say know. house knife, are you saying like <laughs> chef's knife? Yeah. 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 Like, okay. well, they, I mean, cause yeah, some of the other ones like hunting knives and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, you know, and I, I wanted it to be like something she just grabbed, you know, sure. which yeah. is the buck one twenty. Like that came out of Friday the Thirteenth, and I guess I guess it was a a knife that hunters complained about because mm, it was yeah. too big to kill deer with. Uh, so it's kind of yeah. interesting, like you know, when you give it to a killer and it's like, oh, they're hunting people with a yeah. knife that is too unwieldy to kill deer with. Yeah, call them buck knife. Yeah, here's yeah. what I will say to that. <laughs> like, it's obviously retractable, right? They're not actually stabbing that guy. So that you, there's only certain a number of choices you have sometimes. You know, and so you'll probably see the same knife in a lot of horror movies. Oh, the yeah. Same prop guy or whatever. Like my prop guy did all the I think he's done all the Rob Zombie movies and stuff. And um, and um, also the, the best thing is the 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 um, father, uh, the clock. Yeah, um, that is in a lot of movies. I think it's in Insidious uh it's in like old movies like burnt offerings i saw it in that which is one of my inspirations for this movie um but yeah so you'll see like i mean that's you know from a prop house in la so you know you'll see those things so when so okay when there's a prop like that because that grandfather clock man when it was on camera i just kept thinking logistically that's got to be a nightmare to move around oh yeah 
I did it. It was all me. No. <laughs> like, do do they have like people attached to them? Like, is it like, hey, nobody can touch this thing except for that dude? <laughs> yes, we're very very careful with everything. It was it, oh, it, it wasn't <laughs> it, it it wasn't just a uh, you know a couple PAs that ran out and got it and had oh to lug my it up the God. stairs and God bless their hearts. I mean, I, that's that's me on. Chevy commercials two years ago. So yeah, well, God. <laughs> Alec Baldwin wasn't on set either. So oh shit, oh, wow, leave it to go dark. Randy, keep that in. Oh, now boy. okay, now keep before that in. before we get off the prop talk, um, you know how in Phantasm people always ask about the weird Mount Rushmore in the mortuary, like there's oh, yeah. that yeah. So in your movie, I had that moment at the front door. What is that giant like knocker that looks like a black hole on the front door? I love it. I, I call it the owl. <laughs> it's, I see an owl. I love it. I, I don't know. It's just on the front, the front there. And, and uh, yeah, I, I immediately was drawn to it. Okay. There's well. no like function though. Like it isn't a knocker, right? It's just the Philippine nation, man. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. I don't think it's, I, it's just on the door. It's just, man. Also, Al's prob- Al should totally freak you out. They're terrifying. Oh, I was talking about that last night. Somebody saw it right outside the screen and saw a giant owl. And they were like, are you scared of owls? And I was like, yes. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> are you- Fucking turning their head. All yeah. the way around, dude. What? No. Yeah, we had an Uh-oh. owl out front here. Really? Yeah. yeah, we were out front talking to the dude that does um, all of our cinematography. And we all like looked up and... You- Clark has a, uh, I don't know if the other dude's aware of it, but he hates one of our neighbors across the way because he'll sit out on the porch and just smoke. And uh, Oh, I hate another guy over there, too. Smoking so. okay. buddy. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Why do you hate that guy? I don't hate that guy, but no, the problem, here's the thing. It's a fucking, uh, it's a... Uh, it's an eyeline thing? Cause no, not-, not rear window. What's the other one? Uh, um, Disturbia. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a disturbing situation. Because he's he's literally right across the street from us. And so he sees into this room and I can see him and I don't like that. And I'm okay. here first. Have you ever made eye contact? No, but I made out with him once. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. We were out there and I heard a noise and I was like, oh, that dude. And you know, instantly when somebody's been watching you, you get that feeling like, oh, did we... Uh, anyway, we looked up and it was a fucking owl. There was a giant owl on somebody's uh, porch. And we were like, we couldn't figure it out at first. And then it flew away. And the wingspan was terrifying. Owls are beautiful, though. Oh, they are. The wingspan is incredible. I like looking like, at them. That's, I saw, I don't know, we, me and Nathaniel were driving really, really late one night in the middle of Montana, in the middle of nowhere. And I swear to God, I saw the Mothman. And then it's been haunting me the rest, the rest of my life. The Mothman, have you ever seen that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Richard Gere. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> but dude, I, I, I think it might have just been an owl because, but it was huge, like the wingspan. It was like crazy big, like, and it just flashed in front of the car really fast. Like their wingspan's incredible. And you know, for people listening, we should mention Nathaniel. If you're a uh, unnamed footage festival fan, he's popped up as the uh, titular devil in the shack. Twice. Oh, right. So yes. that's who we're talking about. And if you were a part of a, if you were a part of a, of twenty four hour, you you got to know yes. Nathaniel. So he'll, he'll jizz it. Yeah. 
Is that line going to live on longer than uh, the Madeline one? Oh, Drew. We got to unleash that thing. I think that needs even more play. It It was great. You know, we would have been harassing you for another short, but we knew you were working on a feature. (laughs) And it's time. Like, we've, dude, wait, didn't, when the last. fucking replay it again. Last time we talked to Adam, weren't you doing like a crowdfunding thing for a movie you're trying to work on? Yeah, we did. We we were literally right when we hit the button, go on it. The money for this movie came in, oh. so we had to pause that. Yeah, put a put a pause button on that. So but, you're still you're still moving forward with that project? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'd like to. It's the time is now, so I'm just yeah. about to put out all the feelers and see what clicks. There's something I think I want to do right now that I just wrote, and I think that it's something that has to be made now. Or never. So I think that might be the thing I really push for. What was that last project called? Blackout. Black man. I just remember, I fell in love with your lookbook. I thought oh, you did an yeah. incredible job with that. Thanks. No, it's fun. That's a fun one, man. That one's actually st- talking about Scream. That's kind of like my Scream. I think that it, it's just fun, you know. And and yeah. I think you're primed for it because the look of yeah. Freefall was very polished. And I yeah. think uh, just the like the cast that you were able to wrangle, like, yeah. man, I think you could do it. Oh, yeah, totally. No. And they're they're all super cool. They're all super cool too. good people and become friends. And some of like uh, already are like Madeline. Madeline was so she's at the, you know, the one with Nathaniel at the dinner yeah. party. And uh, she was going to she was going to be the lead in Blackout. So, you know. Well, I hope your new feature that you just wrote is a found footage one. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. I would say it's much, it's much more like Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe, where it's going to be a lot more raw. And whereas you know the free fall is very deliberate, very kind of pensive, and 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 for lack of a better word, you know, in a slower, uh, slower pace. This is kind of uh, kind of ape shit. Way, you know, it's, you, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't found footage, but it kind of feels like for sure, hundred percent, it's real. You know, it's got that. So that's what that's what the next thing would be in the zone. Yeah. Uh, do you have any interest in shooting on film? Oh yeah, and I I, I did that that uh, the the Sasquatch movie we made a long time ago. We shot on thirty five. That's oh. right, man. I think <laughs> where where is that available? Uh. Uh, I don't, I think it's on Amazon, but I don't recommend. <laughs> no, I mean, it's weird. Old movies are, are like, di- old. they feel like diary entries sometimes, you know, like, and we were, we were in our early twenties just learning how to do a lot. So, but, um, you know, it's fun. I think it's still fun. I just, I remember talking about it and then I put yeah. it on a long queue and then it's, yeah, I don't know. I just never got around to You'll watching it. You'll get a kick it. out of it. You'll get a kick out of it. And it's, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's a good story. There's a good twist in that one too. Dude, you don't sound enthused about us digging it up. No, I mean, yeah, it's funny. You'll see. You'll know right away. <laughs> By the way, this is one of our favorite things that we do on this show is shame filmmakers and trying to make us see their early stuff that they don't want to see. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, we all like we all talk about it all the time. We're like, oh man. Oh man, we've got what there's there's somebody who does a party in town where everybody brings the worst thing that they've done. You know? Oh, <laughs> Damn. We would bring this podcast. I know, right? <laughs> what episode? All of yeah, them. <laughs> Strap in, everybody. Here's two weeks straight. <laughs> yeah, 300 episodes. 
God damn. Well, fuck, man. Adam, I uh, I don't know. I feel bad. I feel like you're untouchable now. Because I want to I want to harass you. At the end of March, we're doing our film fest. And yeah. I'll bug you because you're one of those audience members that we love. Yeah, you're just man. game for anything, and you're always yeah. in a good mood. And, you know, we show a film like The Lock-In. He loved The Lock-In. And it's just... Oh, dude. Your laugh could have carried that thing alone. <laughs> it did for the first act. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, so That's I, some good stuff, man. We gotta we gotta get you out here now. Yeah. I know originally Honestly, you were t- you were talking about your screening your movie out here, but yeah, is that gonna happen still? Or? You know, I'm not sure. I I have to feel it out. Like they, I I I I know that it's not one of the ten cities that were that it's being released in theaters right now. But I don't know. I'll have to talk to my um my distributor because you know the triangle they they. Well, we we now own it, but even back when we were with the distributor, they let us show it wherever. And I need to talk to our distributor and see because it'd be it'd still be cool to do a, a screening up there at some point and have For an sure. excuse to come see you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if it doesn't happen, it's not a terrible thing. I uh, yeah. I've been kind of like fretting the realization that the the audiences out here are still super thin. I mean, yeah, I, yeah it's super weird. It's just a weird moment, man. It, it, a little more time needs to pass, I guess. Well, dude, in Scream 3, we went to the early one, and, you know, they shot... Scream a, 3. Or Scream 5. What I don't know. Hell? I don't know. In Scream <laughs> 5... back 20 years. <laughs> and we, You know, we went to an early screening at a mall, and yeah. uh, they shot that that those great intros where they have, like, the cast, and they're just like, thank you for coming out. Like, it, I... I hate those intros because they feel so like pandering. Like, yeah. thank you for coming out and keeping us alive. And and I hate yeah. that because I feel like it's like a death knell, like like the yeah. industry's dying. But yeah. it's Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell, and they're just like, thank you. You know, this is the way the movie should be seen is in a in a group. And yeah. if we didn't have faith, we wouldn't. And then you know, we're kind of looking around this cavernous theater. We yeah. weren't the only ones, yeah. but we like to sit up front. The other the other group was all the way in the back, yeah. and they were loud enough, but. I'm yeah, like, uh, we're not. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a weird moment. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying, you know, like, I mean, even before the pandemic, with, there was, you know, things are changing. I think it's exciting, to be honest. Like, I, to me, it's like an Easy Riders Raging Bulls moment where, you know, things got to change. So it's yeah. up to us to change them, you know, and, and I, I there will always be like what you guys do, get a bunch of great people together and watch stuff in a theater. You know, that's going to always happen. It's just not good. I, you know, boo-hoo, the studio, the big studios aren't going to make all this money doing tentpole pictures. No, it's, I I think that'll, that's probably changing, which I'm fine. I, it, it is what it is, but there will always be like, you know, stuff like what we do. I'll, I'll want to see it in theater. And I think you're right. Like we, Luckily in our, in our theater, there was when I I went and saw stream as well. And uh, it was, you know, it wasn't packed, but it was, there was a pretty good amount of people in there and it was awesome. That's how, yeah, they're totally right. It was fun. There was, you could hear people laughing. You could, you know, people wincing and that's, that's what it's all about. Right. Like, you know, a a shared experience and uh, with, you know, strangers or friends. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes one and the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of worried. Have Have you messed around with any like internet, like culture, like What's screenings, that? like groups, like 4chan? Yeah, yeah, no. Do they do screenings on 4chan? 
Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, the pedals are in there all the time. <laughs> no, like recently I've been really into like racer trash, which is coming to an end. But that's like all over Twitch. And, you know, there will be like 200 people in a room watching a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you no, done I that think- at all? Uh, I um I was in a rock band and stuff, and when we we're in lockdown, <laughs> I found I, I unearthed <laughs> I unearthed some like old videos, and and actually, oh, we put on uh, me and my friend Jolyn, we put on uh, a virtual music uh, a festival, and uh, what so when we did that, the cool part was I like the chat room. You can ch- yeah. chat and talk and, and everything. I think that's really cool. I haven't really done it for movies, but uh, Ashmore actually hit me up and wanted to maybe do uh, a live tweet along to the film or something that we, so we might figure something out. Oh, that's rad. Film for that. So Terrell, it's <laughs> <laughs> your moment, dude. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I haven't that much. I think it's cool. I, I, I mean, way back, I don't know pre the triangle when i was in that rock band me and my guitar player were talking about how it would be cool if there was like a virtual like hangout thing and 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 now that i'm seeing when you hit like i don't know where i've seen it maybe it's netflix maybe it's on hbo max but or maybe it's hulu i don't remember but it says like watch with join the party or watch with other people or start something like and i i don't know i think that's cool I like it. I, I haven't done it. I think it's yeah. a cool idea, though. Now, speaking of being in a rock band, did yeah. you get a copy of this film to your old pal Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> I just like how you said Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yeah, I have an expert cadence, and I'm an undiscovered national treasure. Still will get with the program. My goddamn delight. I will give Shaquille O'Neal. I, I'm more. I'm more apt to hit him up and about where's the shakaroni like why do you <laughs> why do you come up during off season of basketball with the shakaroni and then right when the season starts when i want to get a papa john's pizza yeah why would i get any other one than the shakaroni <laughs> it's not available he's that's turned, what my that's he's what too- i'm Still, huh? he's 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 too busy. He's got too many irons in the fire. You know, he's got the Papa John's. He's got the General. He's got Icy Hot. He's all over the place. <laughs> he's he's also... DJing too now. He's DJing. Oh DJ my... Diesel. DJ <laughs> Diesel. He is, dude. He's That's throwing it down. All right, everybody, <laughs> pump it up. <laughs> pump it up. Google me. <laughs> God, I just realized. Did you ever see his movie Steel? Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, that thing's terrible. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. We might have to do a screening party then. Oh, dude, we should watch Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I feel... we're, we're talking about this because my high school band in Montana opened a concert for Shaquille O'Neal once. That's for fill, fill, filling everyone in. Pre, Pre-DJ Diesel days. Pre-DJ Diesel. <laughs> you did get an amazing photo out of it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Also, oh, you, look like, one, you look like you were doing a Marshall it. Mathers impression. Yeah, that was the time. That was the era. That, I, that's why I almost didn't even post it because I was like, "This is bad, man." This is really <laughs> bad. But uh, no, that one, and then the the even better photo, which I can't find. When I do, I'll put I'll put it out there. But my entire band is standing there, and we're like, we're like to his belly button, yeah. and he's got his hands on both the shoulders of I don't know my drummer, or my bass player, and all four of us 
are like he's not he's not even spreading his arms so they're they're like at his side and he's got all of us like like little babies <laughs> anyway he's a, big, he's a big guy he's a very large man i love that it. was in his prime too by the way he was in his prime he just he just got traded to the lakers big moment Hey, Adam. Peter Gunn. Peter Guns was there, the rapper. You remember him? Uptown baby. Uptown baby. I don't remember. He's still <laughs> Shaq is still in his prime as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Dude, that, that show he does with, with Ernie and everybody. That's that's oh, one of the best shows on great. TV. It's great. It's it's, great. it's remarkable how good that I is. I love it. I love it. This is the only way I keep up with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right. What you got for Stillwell? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm torn. Do you, do you have some furniture for him? Because he clearly needs some furniture. Well, no. Where did you steal that from? A Kia Sorento? <laughs> this is. I, I'll tell you another time. <laughs> oh I it's from my van, dude. I drive vans. I've no, got a bunch of them. I uh, the seats. I say I'm torn because you know your movie has so much. Uh, it's an unraveling, and I'm scared to go into it anymore because I don't want to get in spoiler. You already ruined Scream Five. Yeah, yeah I don't like. Yeah, shit. we all knew Dewey was gonna die. I honestly, I'll, I'll say this now: uh, Courtney Cox should have went. I wanted Gail to go. No, Gail yeah, couldn't die. Way more. I mean, here's what I'll say: the Dewey death was hard to take. I didn't. I, I was yeah. like, ah, oh, man. And, and but that. But here's what I will say: it was kind of a touching moment when the new girl went up to the two final girls there. And yeah, I think it was the first time Gail and the kind of got her due, you know, in a way, like she's a final girl kind of too now. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting, but yeah, I, I think you're kind of right. I like Dewey's... Gail. I, here's the thing. Um, oh, yeah. Gail's fun. Gail Weathers is a great character. I the problem with me is I like to uh, suspend disbelief in horror, and yeah. I couldn't get over how she looked. She's yeah. she's veering into Skeletor territory. Yeah, and I was kind of like it was distracting. But here's the other thing: we don't body shame on the show. Look, dude. look, <laughs> hey, when you do it to yourself, that's a Skeletor. little bit different. Well, she. <laughs> here's the thing. Oh boy! Now with with uh, with David Arquette leaving the cast. Nothing is gained. I feel like if Gail would have left, that would have made his character more interesting. And you could have even taken a new road with him. And maybe he gets mean now or something. But you killed Dewey because everyone likes Dewey. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think any of them were going to die. I thought, I thought, I don't, I mean, I don't think any of them had to either, but none of the, none none of the kids died. Went to kill some of those kids. The kids died? (laughs) Uh, only, uh, I, oh, as soon as I saw those highlights, I knew that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are, those are not, those are 30 minute highlights. Those are not 90 minute. You're going to live through this. No, movie oh, for sure. He was di- dead the second I saw him pop up. I, de- I uh, definitely had those highlights in high school oh. for a brief moment. Did you Who really? Didn't? I did. I didn't. <laughs> I did. You were watching Black Hawk Down. Even- That's true. Dude, I camo in in cargo camo shorts. They were fucking terrible. I'll tell you right now. My highlights originally I had dyed them. They matched a slipknot shirt I had. Oh god. (laughs) And here's the thing. Uh, you know, I'm not the best at um uh appearances, as Adam can tell. I'd literally I've been in bed for a week and I look like it. And when when the dye ran out, I didn't do anything. So I had frosted tips for a while. Oh man. I think there's a picture. Have you seen it? 
I've only seen it with the red. Okay, good. Because <laughs> now that Adam points it out, it does look like Kill Me in a horror movie. Yeah, man. I okay. mean, well, here, here's the other thing. Everybody always talks about Dewey, but what about uh that little boy's mom? Do you feel like that was a original cast member killing? Because they got into an argument about that. Little too. boy's mom. The sheriff. the sheriff. Oh, what about it? Well, she was in four. Yeah. The Lemon Squares girl. Well, they even yeah. made a joke about it before she died. Yeah. It was like, oh, she's a minor character from yeah. one of the rebakes no one cares about. Yeah, You're exactly. Fine. You're safe. Which I don't think is true. They kind of had a No, but tone. it's a cute line. Yeah, no, for sure. But I, I think four was, I mean, look at how highly me and Adam rated it. Four is fun, man. Fuck yeah. So Kirby's fun. a great do you, character. Do you have four over five, Adam? I do. Why? I... I I, I don't know, probably. I got to think about it a little more, but I don't know. Like, I had a blast with Emma, five. Emma Roberts, dude. She's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, but P- Hayden No, well, she was great. No, she's great she's in that movie. She's great. Perfect casting. Kirby is one of those characters. Yeah. We, need, we need her back there out there saving dolphins. Nah. All right? That's what we need Hayden Panettoneri doing. <laughs> and, you know, with, with Hayden Panettone. The thing about part five, too, is I didn't like how they had a third iteration of the Randy character. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're doing it again. Which oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it works, but you know what is another great moment was, and that got a good, a real lo- lengthy laugh from me was when I th- I thought the girl who's kind of the Randy in this one, I, I like that she wasn't full Randy. She was yeah, yeah. kind of like the expert. And she was she Mindy? Great, Mindy? I liked her vibe. I forget. Well, what she's name na- is. Randy's niece, right? And that how they played yeah. it. Right, yeah, they related. Right, right, which was funny. The yeah. whole. Randy's that was shrine. Great. I love that. that yeah, was the shrine that was great. But no, so she's sitting on the she's sitting on the couch. I thought she was really funny and, and good. Great. And then the the guy who ends up being the killer is, I'll be right back. And then they sit. They're like, oh, oh, oh. And it was, I thought that was pretty funny. Like that, they really they really went for it. You know, like it, there was no like halfway with it, which I thought was really well. Funny. You couldn't. Because, yeah. I mean, just the the dialogue from those films, if they had, yeah. like, tried to ignore an element, dude, yeah. audience would have uh, hung them yeah. for it. Yeah. And it was interesting because in the, the post-screening Q&A, the, uh, who, who was, who was uh, moderating it? Do you remember? It was the director of uh, Freaky. Okay. The director of Freaky, which is another oh, okay. good, like, post-scream slasher. Totally. Uh, he brought up that he thought the movie was really tackling toxic fandom. And it's funny because Kevin Williamson was like, oh, I don't know about that. And I was like, oh, because I hadn't thought about it, but it really does seem to take that on where they're like, stab eight is fucking terrible and we're going to fix it. Well, and that's what I love about um, about that. I think Scream 4 set us up with that, like that. I, you know, I don't need friends. I need fans. You know, like Emma Roberts character kind of kicked us into that, I think, gear and. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, I like, I was really ahead of its time, which is true. Like, I mean, that that was made, you know, kind of before the big boom of TikTok and it's even Instagram and, and shit. So I think that like kicked it off and then five, yeah, just goes there, you know. You know, you know, what my favorite crazy. line in that movie was mm. yeah. where they're like, what is your motivation even? And she was like, I was radicalized by the message boards. (laughs) I died. I like, I was just like good little hidden quick ones in there. Yeah, totally. totally. Man, I loved it. Yeah. You know, honestly, now I'm thinking about this will come out on Thursday. It's fine. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I have good intuition, baby. You you just like to spoil shit. Also that. (laughs) God. 
Again, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, look, man, good art is like spam. It doesn't spoil. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, that's going on your that's tombstone. That's quote of all time. <laughs> you can take that. Stillwell, please feel free to use that. That's on the house. Yeah, you know, Stillwell. Gratis. Uh, gratis. How come uh, Clark Little wasn't at that dinner party? Right. Well, you could have yeah, got bro. him in there. He'd have been good. Get in there, roast everybody, and then dip <laughs> out. <laughs> I could see it on. He's like, because I wanted to make a good movie. It's yeah. fine, Clark. I'll bully one of our guests into casting you it's eventually. Happened. <laughs> we'll see. You okay. did, uh, yeah, I know, right? He's you gonna did. star in. He's he's gonna be in the cold open of my hummingbird movie. Oh, that's true. <laughs> get those eyes poked right out. That's Except right. That he's they got to get around those glasses. <laughs> he's got to take them off at some point, doesn't he? No, I'm like I'm like Bono. <laughs> These glasses stay on. Well, fuck, Adam, man, congratulations again. Oh, thank you, guys. I mean, being completely honest, I was worried. I'm like, oh no, what's it gonna look like? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. And I kind of hate that you could do the Hollywood thing. Because, again, <laughs> I, I kind of hate it. I want to keep you in the found footage world. Which, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, as as a um, as a lover of that subgenre, I'm feeling a little bit of a elitist pull as found footage is starting to become trendy. So, yeah, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. And we had no part in that. circular. No. What's What's We're, that? I said we had no part in it because we've received no more monies. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to ride the coattails at this point. That's and right. Somehow it passed us. It up. passed us by. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe maybe we need to get a new uh, edition of Triangle yeah. out of you or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'll I'll always. It's just about the right idea. I I don't I don't I don't mind. Uh, I'm talking physical media. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We need like a oh. four disc. We oh, need yeah. like a patch oh, with it. Need on like a forty-five. Uh, you know what's really funny is that we're we're getting the rights back this year, and we're we're gonna do a special ten. So it, it's it's ten years, not since it was released, but since it actually occurred. Oh, so oh. we're gonna have a special release this year. Actually, Nathaniel's coming over later today, and we're going over our kind of rollout and what we want to do with the art and stuff like that. So. Rad. Exact, and we're probably going to create some extra stuff because I mean we have two out two hundred hours of footage, um, so we might make some cool shit. We'll you see. know, maybe, maybe even a podcast or something. We'll see. Oh, dude, um, yeah. the two hundred hour mark. When we first started, like really digging into found footage, you kind of set a tone. And whenever we talked to anybody about making a found footage film, we always asked them, like, "Well, how much? How much?" Uh, footage do you have yeah. and i remember nobody has ever come close to 200 well I, well here's the thing we didn't we, uh, to be quite honest found footage is the category it falls into but we shot it like a documentary yeah we didn't have we didn't plan the scenes we just had the cameras on and then when and we never reshot things there wasn't like you know it, it was it was capture what you can and then obviously once stuff started really happening fast, just try to keep up. But still, like there are so many found footage films where you'll get like a star director, editor, cinematographer all in one person right. who will do that. I um Descent into Darkness, uh Raphael did a lot of that where he would just walk around the street filming. But yeah. he only had eighty hours. Yeah. And I remember that kind of being the closest. Yeah. But like now, I feel like that that 
ex- exploration trend or kind of really approaching like a real documentary. Like a lot of people aren't doing it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, movies in general seem pretty methodic, methodical. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. There, there's something to be explored there. I learned so much and it was such an ex- interesting and cool process. Um, more people should try it because I think you'll, you find, you, you get, you'll get something that feels more real, you know, at the end of the day, um, not to, I love everything, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, you guys keep up better than, than I do with that stuff, but also descent into darkness is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, just want to say that you mentioned it. So yeah, <laughs> so it, good. That it, thing is, I mean, awesome might not be the word. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, if you ever need recommendations, hit us up. We're yeah, still dude. we're still grinding it out. And found footage <laughs> movies are still they're getting made all the time. I love it. Yeah. I love it. No, I mean it's it's there's a I don't know. They I obviously love I love, you know, putting something together in you know, in you know, like the free fall, but there's something that's just so freeing about about uh found footage. And I don't know. I, I just feel like there's a lot you can, there's a lot to explore in that genre still. Well, um, dude, Adam, cool. please keep us updated with that physical release because I, yeah. I need one. I know Terrell's yeah. going to be hounding us for one. I couldn't give a yeah. shit. And we got to promote it. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can go smoke with your smoking buddy. <laughs> Our Russell's Russell. Does, Russell does have a friend across the, the street here as well. He's got, um, he has like 14 motorcycles. He has a fight club he does down there every Tuesday, and he's got cauliflower ear. Jesus. Hey, he saved our life, okay? What? You should, he did. He kind of did, to be so honest. So we, we, we live out on a court, and um, we had a gas leak very early in the morning. And that dude was out here doing like, uh, I don't know, like crane style or something. Calisthenics. Yeah, and he, he smelled it, and he called the police. And I think... um. What we got up, I woke up at like seven and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then a dude knocked on our door and said, get out of your house. Don't don't drive your car. It could ignite the gas. It was literally in front of our house. Dude, Adam. Yeah. The cement was bubbling outside of our our house. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so that goddamn Whoa. man, he's a goddamn superhero Dude, to you. He's like he's like uh, you're, you're on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. One of my favorite movies ever. The Burbs. Yep. You know the, oh my god, that movie's the greatest. They modeled you that guys, movie after this house. You guys live in the burbs, and the and the guy is uh, what's his name? The guy uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> he's he's been in a couple movies. Uh, his son Chet, yeah, whatever. <laughs> his son Chet's Jamaican. I don't you, know if you heard. You see what I deal with, Adam? <laughs> oh, I know. I god. know. <laughs> Me father Tom Hanks. That was awful. That's what he does. This is how he does. He, he's much better at it. Me father Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, All right. Well, we still gotta well. hang soon, guys. <laughs> Again, congratulations on the movie. Thanks, man. Um, you know, we love you, man. Love you, you, you did a good too. job here. Appreciate yeah. It. You know, you're in bands. It was one of those moments where you're like, man, I hope this is good. I know, dude. Yeah. I hear you. I, I was like. It's so different than the triangle, but 
I was like, ah, it's still weird. I think they'll still. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you go for it. Also, yeah. like, how do you feel? Like, are you, are you happy? Like, yeah, I am happy. It's a strange feeling. It's a strange. That's the word I keep coming back to. Um, it was a weird, the whole movie all the way through, it was a wild trip, you know, like, I mean, we're about done and then COVID hits and, you know, like, so it's been a long time kind of coming and yeah, it's just a strange time in general. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's cool. I'm proud, happy, excited. Can't wait to make the next thing though. That's really where, where my head's at. All right. Well, you got to keep us updated. Of course. Adam, love you, man. And congratulations, dude. You guys are the best. Stay away from birds.